Chapter 6 Off and Away As Breeze and Eric left the room, the pig spoke. Get out, he growled. This whole shelf is totally mine. No, it's not, said Caffabel. I can see seven tin owls on the other side of you. And then there's a ballet dancer standing on a blue box. And after that, I can see a glass ball with a little garden in its heart, and then a black china cat with a black china kitten. And, shut up, that's quite enough, cried the pig, working himself into a fury. I was the first one on the shelf. I took possession of it in the great and wonderful name of Magico Porcus. Being jostled by stupid owls and ballet dancers is bad enough, but I'm not putting up with five paper sisters reading the spells in my book over my shoulder. I've had enough. I can't read over your shoulder, said Alpha. My eyes are drawn so that they look to the right. And I'm looking to the left, said Cathabelle. All the same, they both knew that Magico Porcus's book really was open at a page of magic spells, and that someone really was reading it over his shoulder. But who? Don't worry. We're not staying, Alpha said, hoping to reassure the bad-tempered pig magician. We'll be off and away to have a few more adventures at any moment now. I said I have had enough, shouted Magical Porpoise. Beware of any magician who feels he's had enough. Where sensitive magicians are concerned, enough is the same as too much. So, I am going to magic up a bolt of lightning. It will strike in through the window and zap, burn you to ashes. Then it will burn the bookcase too, Alpha pointed out. No, it won't muttered the pig. This will be a very tiny bolt of lightning. Just, just enough to burn up five silly sisters made of paper. He began to grunt and chant and wave his gold-striped wand. Lightning, lightning, strike a blow. Strike five sisters in a row. Burn their ribbons. Burn their sashes. Bring them all to dust and ashes. We don't have sashes, argued Alpha. Okay, okay, but it has to rhyme, Magico Porcus cried sulkily. Engines drive cars, and rhymes drive spells. Looking left out into the garden, Alpha could just see a small black cloud swelling up out of nothing, like a sinister balloon. It began drifting toward the open window, and as it passed the plum tree, a flash of lightning, sharp and fierce as a needle, leapt out from it and struck a dry leaf, which flared and burnt to nothing in the blink of an eye. We are going to burn too, thought Alpha sadly. What a pity, when there's still so much to see and do. Then a strange thing happened. Alpha's mind began to fill with words. And they weren't her own words. 
They came from somewhere outside her, flowing into her from Capitol. When Alpha spoke these words aloud, it felt as if she were speaking with someone else's voice. It wasn't Cathabel's, for Cathabel was using her own voice to speak at exactly the same time as Alpha and to say exactly the same thing. Mighty whirlwind, I am your master. Rescue us from this disaster. Now I give commandments three. Lift us, drift us, set us free. Hey, cried Magical Porcus, that's my spell. You are reading over my shoulder, and that's not fair. Stop it at once. But he was too late. A sudden fierce wind tossed the black cloud outside, then thrust itself through the open window. It flipped back the cover of Breeze's art project and juggled with her bright drawings so that the air was filled with whirling art. Magical Porcus was rocked to and fro, then toppled forward on his snout, squealing with rage as he fell. The gold knob broke off his wand and rolled among the tin owls. One of the owls immediately hid the golden knob under his feathers. We'll see what hatches out of this, Alpha heard it hooting. Then, as the fierce wind sucked its breath in, Alpha, Cathabel, and their three nameless sisters were swept off their round feet. They rose into the air, dancing and spiraling up, up, up like excited moths and dancing out through the window to where the evening was snuggling softly down around the setting sun like a dark owl on a magical egg of gold. Terrifico, cried Alpha, off on our adventures again. Oh dear, sighed Cathedral. I haven't had the chance to tell a single story. We are a story, Alpha said. We are making it up as we go along. And if we work at it, our story is bound to have a happy ending. Chapter 7. Riding the Whirlwind. The wind that had whirled the five sisters away was not a summer breeze. It was a wild wind, a whirlwind whistled out of nowhere by a wizard's spell. It tossed the five sisters head over heels across 42 gardens. Then it whisked them past an underwear factory and a computer showroom and tossed them higher than the highest building in the center of the city. It roared like an angry genie, hurled them down to spin dizzily past 15 floors filled with desks and computers. And then just as they were about to be sucked among the cars that streamed endlessly through the city center, it scooped them up again, twitching them, tugging them, and trying to tear them apart. What a powerful spell, shouted Alpha. But we'll be too strong for it as long as we hold on. The five sisters were good at holding on. The wind stopped trying to tear them away from one another and started tilting them this way tilting them that way, first left, then right. Down below them, they saw streets and traffic lights and car parks. Whee! shouted Alpha. This is fun. 
I like it quieter. Cassabelle shouted back. Then why did you read the whirlwind spell with me? Alpha asked as they danced, jittering past city windows. I didn't read any spell, Cathabelle said. I couldn't see anything in that magician's book. My eyes are drawn looking to the left. Well, someone read it, Alpha said. I felt the words of a spell flow into me, and we definitely said those words together. The spell came through me and not from me, said Cathabelle. I think it came from the sister next to me. Remember, she has eyes now, but no mouth. She can see, but she can't speak. What are we going to do? But Alpha was looking out across the big city port, busy with tugs, container boats, cranes, and front-end loaders. Beyond the port was the sea. Evening was all around them and far, far away on the distant horizon. Alpha saw her wonderful island once more, busy with bears and pirates and gallant explorers searching for lost cities. Look, she said to Cathabelle, there's that island again. See the pirates burying treasure in the sand? It's an island of adventures. I can see the island, Cathabelle replied, but I don't see the things you're seeing. I see a haunted house and a tower with a handsome prince sound asleep in its very top room. Oh, and there's a man made of gingerbread running along with a fox chasing after him, and there's a rabbit in a blue coat. It's an island of stories. Let's go there now, cried Alpha. Follow me. But we're falling, said Cathabelle. Perhaps the spell is wearing out. Cathabelle was right. Once again, the sisters were fluttering toward the ground. We have been too strong for the wind, even though we are made of paper, muttered Alpha, smiling triumphantly as they sank between two high-rise buildings. The sea disappeared. And of course, the island vanished too. Wavering in the shifting air of the big city, the sisters looked into lighted offices and then floated down past the wide, bright windows of a big department store. Look at all those books, cried Cathabelle, staring into the window on the left side. Look at those ice axes, kayaks, and backpacks, cried Alpha, peering into the window on the right. Then they both saw the city pavement. It was crowded with people all hurrying backwards and forwards. The closer the sisters came to the ground, the more dangerous it seemed to be. Look at those shoes, look at those boots, cried Cathabelle. Our story is ending already. Why, within another second, we're going to be trampled to bits. Chapter 8. Sad Songs. A hand came swooping toward the sisters. It snatched them out of the air. Saved again, cried Alpha happily. It doesn't quite feel like happy ever after, though, said Cathabelle. The sisters were now being held by a young man called Simon. He is in love, Cathabelle whispered. Being a storyteller, she could easily recognize things like that. Just our luck, 
grumbled Alpha, for somehow she knew that love had ruined many promising adventures. He's trying to grow a mustache to make himself look older, Cathabelle went on. And he plays the guitar and, and writes songs. Look what I found, Simon said to his red-headed girlfriend, Marion. He waved the sisters at her. Where did you get that? She asked scornfully. It was blowing in the wind, he replied. Hey, that would make a good name for a song. Some kid must have thrown it away, said Marion. As she wasn't interested in the sisters, Simon really didn't want to be interested in them either. However, he just couldn't help himself. The first one is all scribbly, but the second one has been painted, he exclaimed, stopping under a streetlight to stare hard at Cathabelle. She's been carefully painted, he said in astonishment. And the third one has eyes, but no mouth. A drop of water fell from the air onto the face of the third sister. It's going to rain, yelled Marion. Don't stand there dreaming over rubbish. Chuck it away. I cleaned out my car this morning, and I don't want you filling it up with rubbish. The rain began to fall more heavily. Marion scuttled for her car, and Simon hurried after her. As he hurried, he folded the sisters together, Alpha on top, and then pushed them all into the top pocket of his jacket. Alpha was able to look out over the rim of his pocket and see people putting up umbrellas or holding newspapers over their heads. Pictures of what she was seeing flowed down her arm, through her hand to the sisters folded under her. It's like a forest, she told them, not a forest of trees, some sort of city forest. Yellow eyes lit up and glared at them. Tigers, cried Alpha, but the yellow eyes were really headlights and they were running through the car park and it was raining hard. A moment later, Simon scrambled into the passenger seat of Marion's car, the five sisters still in his pocket. Hand in hand, sang Simon, pretending to strum a guitar as Marion paid the car park attendant. Darkness behind and darkness before, we go hand in hand through the wet world's back door. Hey, that's not bad. Traveling on through a desolate land, we're strong as long as we're hand in hand. I seem to be getting a lot of hand in hand thoughts from somewhere. He tried to hold Marion's hand. I'm driving, she cried. I need both hands. Marion drove through the city and stopped by a big concrete warehouse. It was beginning to crumble at one end, but the windows at the other end were yellow with light. Come up for coffee? asked Simon. Oh, Simon, said Marion. She sounded gentle for the first time that evening. We mustn't go out together anymore. We're just too different. You don't have a car, and I do. You don't have a job, and I do. If we go out anywhere, I always have to pay for you as well. And you actually like living in this old dump. I have to live in this dump, Simon said. I can't afford much rent, and I do work. I write songs. You with your songs. You don't get paid for them, said Marion. Look, Simon, I really like you, but we're just too different. Simon got out of the car. Okay, good night, he said. 
I'll ring you tomorrow. Don't ring, said Mary. It will only make me cross, and I don't want to be cross. Let's just say goodbye and leave it at that. Then she drove away. Later that night, when Simon undressed and threw his clothes on the floor, his jacket fell on the pile, and Alpha, looking up from the pocket, was able to see that there were tears in his eyes. He's raining, she whispered to Cathabel, who was still folded under her. Simon saw Alpha looking at him from out of the top pocket of his jacket. He pulled her out and unfolded her sisters from behind her. On the face of the third sister, just under the right eye with its long eyelashes, there was a curious blister where the raindrop had fallen on the paper. Simon picked up a black pen from the apple box beside his bed and drew a thin, broken line around the blister. It became a tear. He scribbled at her hair with the black pen until her hair was as black as night, but he left her hair ribbon white. Then he drew a round, blobby nose under her beautiful, long-lashed eyes, and under her nose he drew a mouth. It was a smiling mouth, but the tear on her cheek made the smile a sad one. Sad, sad, sad. Simon sang softly to himself as he drew. I'm feeling so mad. My baby has left me. The world's gone bad. As he drew and sang, he had a strange feeling. He'd always liked singing, but suddenly he felt the song swell up in him until he felt it take over his whole life. He felt that no matter what else happened, he just had to be a singer for the rest of his life. Simon stopped his song and stared at the five sisters as if they had suddenly frightened him. And then he shrugged his shoulders, crushed the fourth and fifth sisters, and tossed all five of them towards a big paper bag which stood gaping toward upwards behind the door. They fell straight into it. Bingo, said Simon. Good shot. He fell backwards onto his bed and lay there staring up at the ceiling. Sad, 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 he sang. He sang softly to himself once more. I'm feeling so mad. My baby has left me. The world's gone bad. And this time as he sang, he accompanied himself on his invisible guitar. Chapter 9. Throw away stuff. Where are we now? asked Alpha. I can't see a thing. This paper bag counts as Simon's waste paper basket, said a scrap of orange string. Everything in here is going to be burnt sometime tomorrow. Tomorrow is Simon's cleaning day, said an empty envelope. Perhaps he'll forget, whispered a crumpled tissue. He often forgets his cleaning day only comes about once a year. Sooner or later, we'll all be burnt, though said a piece of paper, scribbled with lines, loops, arrows, and crossed-out words. We have to keep changing. I mean, look at me. I was part of a tree once. That tree had its roots deep in the world. Its roots drank the world's water. Somehow they took in a lot of the world's secrets, too. 
Then the tree was cut down, and pulped, and turned into sheets of paper. But it took the secrets with it. That's one of the reasons paper has so many ideas hidden in it. It knows everything the tree once knew. Then the sheets of paper were glued together into a pad which Simon bought so that he could write down his songs. He began writing on the top sheet of the pad, and that top sheet was me. I did my best for him, but somehow he couldn't quite work out the words I was whispering to him. You know how most people have trouble hearing the voices of the world. Anyhow, he ripped me out of the pad, crumpled me up, and tossed me right across the room into this bag. Bingo. I must say, though, he's a good shot. Is that what he's done with us? asked Alpha. Crumpled us up and thrown us away? You bet he has, said the plastic bag. We're all throwaway stuff in here. He might have heard the words I was secretly singing if only he'd worked on me a little bit longer. Throwaway sheet of paper complained. I could still feel the song struggling to break free from me. It wants to be heard. It wants to be sung. Wanting, but not wanted, said a new voice. Alpha and Catabelle felt a curious thrill run through them. Who's that? asked the piece of paper. Elodie, said the voice. I'm the third sister, the one with the sad smile. The song's not wanted, and neither am I. Oh, yes, you are, cried Alpha. I want you, and so do I, agreed Catherine Are you the one that saved us with the whirlwind spell? Yes, said Elodie. Breeze painted my eyes so that they looked straight ahead, and I could easily read that spell. But I couldn't say it because I didn't have a mouth back then. So I thought the words, and they ran along my arm and out through my right hand. They ran into my left hand, across my heart, and out again, said Catherine. And they ran into me, said Alpha. Cathabelle and I spoke together, magicked up the whirlwind, and wee, off we went, dancing all the way. But there's no spell now, said Elodie. We're going to be thrown into a fire tomorrow morning, because we are not wanted. Hope for the best, said Alpha. After all, Simon could have torn us to bits, but he didn't. Here we are, still holding hands. Cheer up. I can't, said Elodie. I've been drawn with a tear on my cheek. Well, I will tell us a story or two, said Cathabelle. That is what I can do. I can tell stories. So there in the waste paper bag, Cathabelle began to tell stories about forests, dragons, lovers, and clever talking animals. All the thrown away stuff in the bag listened as well. Nothing's really lost, said Cathabelle at last. It just changes. Everything changes. Cinderella changed, and so did Snow White. Stories should end by saying, and they changed happily ever after. 
Two of the three little pigs were lost, Elodie sighed. The wolf ate them up. Yes, Cathabel agreed. But after a minute or two, those little pigs began to be part of the wolf. And then they started to understand things from the wolf's point of view. We'll be part of the fire, said the bit of paper with the crossed out song on it. And we'll see things from the fire's point of view. Part of us will turn into heat and fly up. And part of us will turn into ashes. And they'll empty us around the lemon tree. So I suppose I'll change into soil to help beautiful lemon trees grow. I might even be part of the lemons. Changing, changing, the not wanted stuff sang softly in the big paper bag. Being part of a garden might be a happy ending, said Cathabel to Alpha and Elodie. But I'd like to go on being Cathabel for a little while longer. I don't want to change either, Alpha said. Not just yet. I want a lot of adventures first. More than anything, I want to fly over the sea to that island on the edge of the sea. I think I'll be changed whether I want to be or not. I can't help shedding a tear, sighed Elodie. Nor could she. She was drawn that way. The next evening, Simon carried his big paper bag of rubbish out to an old oil drum at the bottom of the weedy garden. He emptied everything into the old oil drum, lit a match, and held it to the unsuccessful song. Flames flickered a little and then leapt up and roared around the five sisters. Here I go, cried the unsuccessful song, almost happily as it blackened and broke. Wish me luck! Here we go, Alpha, Cathabel, and Elodie cried too, and they did go, but not quite in the way that they had expected and feared. 